This episode of Hit the Lights is brought to you in partnership with Sparks. Sparks is the only magazine for UK electrical students and apprentices and also helps support the next generation through annual competitions such as Sparks Learner of the Year and new for 2023 Sparks Female Skills Competition. Check out Sparks' Instagram at Sparks Magazine UK to learn more and for a one-stop page for all news, memes and more from the electrical industry. Welcome to another edition of Hit the Lights podcast. I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got Louise Spokes from Linian. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast. No, it's brilliant to have you on. We're going to be talking a little bit differently today. It's going to be less of the uh, the technical electrical stuff and more about the the world of marketing. What was your journey into the world of, uh, I was going to say electrics, but Linian in specifically? Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange one, to be honest. I didn't see myself being here um, in the beginning because my background is actually visual arts and working in like arts management and events. Um, so I ended up in Ninian, um, and my kind of creative background and a little bit of marketing as part of like my master's kind of came into play when I kind of realised they do things a bit differently than other companies. Um, and marketing was a big part of um, like how Linian's grown its business so ended up kind of like growing within that role to be like more of kind of sales admin and um, then into marketing and then kind of market manager and we've kind of been building a team now over the last year as well um, so yeah my background was not electrical uh, yeah. it's been a big steep <laughs> learning curve and I never thought I would uh, be talking about cables and uh, core sizes for uh, electrical <laughs> cables and stuff but that's now part of my <laughs> day-to-day life um so yeah it's it's been a, it's been a strange one but it's um it's been good because um a lot of my previous experience has been working with like small teams who are doing really like exciting creative projects and it's kind of the same here um where it's like a small team but really ambitious people um doing really amazing innovative things so um it kind of crosses crosses different genres as well i think but i'm sure there's going to be many people who who are listening who are aware of uh, linian but as a quick rundown you kind of semi touched on some of the things they do but who is linian yeah so linian is a company in glasgow and it's a family run business um it produces cable fixings and other solutions for the electrical fiber um fire market um it was founded by um, Wes and Jean Arbuckle, um, and they named the company after Lynn and Ian, their son and daughter. Um, so they had years of, I think it was like 30 something years of electrical wholesale experience. And their son, Ian, who's now our CEO, um, he was actually an electrical engineer. Um, so they've got loads of experience in the electrical industry. And then they realized that there wasn't a fire safe fixing um, on the market that was completely safe, tested, um, easy to install. Um, and when they still had the wholesale business, they just realized there must be a better solution out here. So Wes actually designed a clip, a fire fire clip. Um, and one of his customers was like, right, great. Um, 
I'll have 100,000 of those. <laughs> and uh, he was like, that doesn't exist yet. That's just an idea. So they decided to make that idea into reality and then made Linian, basically. So they um, stopped being wholesalers and became manufacturers instead. And then Linian eventually joined the company. And now we have something like... I should know this, but 135, 137 products um, across the ranges. So primarily cable fixings, but other um, products as well for the electrical and fibre industries as well. Okay, now that's that's really brilliant. Obviously, if you've got somebody ordering a product before it's even uh, built, you know, you know, you've got a market then, don't you? Yeah, it helps. Makes my job easier as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So in terms of your journey into Linian as business then, you've been with them for a few years now? Yeah, I think it's about three and a half years now. But it's it's strange because a lot of that time was COVID times as well. So uh, I don't know if that makes it longer or shorter for three and a half years, yeah. but uh, definitely a different <laughs> different one. So when, um, when you when you joined then, did you step into something that already kind of had marketing uh, ready to go or is that something you've developed? Um, I've kind of grown with the company, I would say, a little bit, but um, it marketing was really important even three and a half years ago, but it was a much smaller team then. So we basically just had the family and myself at the time uh, when we started out then. Um, and we didn't have like a sales team out on the road. We didn't have um, like dedicated salespeople. So um, the company was built through marketing, um, I would say, and that was through the kind of vision of like our CEO, Ian, um, and Lynn and the team, and they kind of realized the importance of like, if you haven't got um, all the team and the staff and the money at that time, um, you have to do something a bit differently and you have to um, sort of promote it well. Um, so uh, it was massively important at the time. And now um, as we've grown, we've kind of got both <laughs> so yeah. Uh, we can uh, yeah do a bit of both but yeah like even like Ian and um, like back then he would have done some of the email campaigns himself like now like it's kind of crazy to think of you know CEO of a big company sitting writing all the kind of personal emails himself and that kind of stuff but um, it's good because it means that everyone in the company now has a kind of general um awareness and respect for the power of marketing which is a good position to be in did you find when um you had uh, any budgetary like constraints to work with at the time always <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think there's any company that doesn't uh it's i think that's another thing with a family business too it's it's their money it's uh every every pound has to be accounted for and um justified and maximized like the return so it's it's not something that you can kind of be a bit careless with it's got to be uh, kind of checked and it's obviously as we grow as well um our ambitions for marketing grow as well so there's never there's never a pot of money that's enough mm. for what you want to do <laughs> yeah i suppose uh, that, that that can be a good thing that sometimes can't mm. it because you, you then have to think outside the box a little bit more yeah. as to how you're going to achieve um, yeah, exactly. I think um, one of the bigger problems was um, like internal resources. Like, if, like when I started marketing, I was the sole marketer in the company um, after taking over from like the, the family. Um, so that was kind of a big deal when it was moved on to like a person who kind of had responsibility for that role. 
but the bigger problem there wasn't necessarily the money it was actually how much time you can dedicate to any one thing and trying to prioritize what's the most important things that can be done and how much value we can get out of each of our staff members limited resources of personal time yeah um, oh, yeah definitely what what's some of the challenges that you have then when when kind of marketing to let's i'll say electricians but the electrical industry in general what, what's some of the challenges you face one of the biggest challenges i'd say we face is the fact that our products are innovative they're new and a lot of people in the industry have done things a certain way since they were first taught it maybe when they were an electrical apprentice uh, so getting people to even look at something new is sometimes quite difficult never mind to like you know um, explain how it works explain that it's actually going to save them time people are kind of reluctant um, they're kind of uh, I've done it this way for 20 years I'm not changing it uh, who are you to come along and think you've got something better so that's that's probably the biggest challenge and we've definitely found that once people do see like how easy it is to use our clips and how much time it saves they're kind of like oh wait I should have done this before this is much better <laughs> so you, there's a kind of like aha moment where they're like I get it now but getting to that point is quite uh, is quite a challenge. Um, so getting getting the initial time of day and um, you know, enough time to explain it properly. Yeah. How how have you bridged that gap then? How have you managed to get people to listen to you? With difficulty, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> um, so we have had a lot of success with actually videos this year in particular. Um, again, that's something that when we were a little bit smaller before we had the team we didn't have people like creating videos and obviously during lockdown as well that was difficult to even like do an installation video because none of our team the, few, the people that were there could meet up and that kind of thing um so like we actually filmed one of the installation videos of the earth pro um in wes's back garden so he just filmed it in his patio drilling into the monoblock um, so that actually it did well it kind of explained it but um it's yeah it's been kind of we make do with what we can um at the time and now now we've got kind of an internal graphic designer and content creator Simona and um, so we've actually got kind of regular time scheduled to make videos and to like uh, a bit more resources behind that as well so that's been yeah. um that's been a big help because I think with products as well showing people is easier than telling them that's that's been good for us this year we've just launched tiktok last week so. oh okay have you yeah yeah i was gonna say you, you're limited then aren't you to for mm. the amount of time that you can actually spend so i can imagine it's a challenge to yeah. get the content in that 30 seconds or whatever it is yeah exactly but it seems to work well because it's 30 seconds is enough time to show somebody drilling a hole sliding a clip over the cable pushing it in and that's it like that's that's the core of our products and once you understand that it's kind of like that's the job done um so it's got kind of quite high hopes for that i think that will kind of translate well um but again it's it's a matter of like how much time you can put aside for filming because it does take quite a while to like edit it to you know add captions that kind of thing um so you kind of we weren't ready until this year i'd say in terms of um like pro products then you obviously said you've got mm. what was it 130 plus mm. products mm. now are you finding that you have to kind of reg regularly launch them to kind of keep them 
current and in people's thoughts then is it is it an ongoing process or once you find a product is kind of out there it, it can sustain itself yeah it's um it kind of there's the product life cycle that kind of takes on um where it kind of starts off and you have some some of our customers that are like jump on board day one they're like that's the best thing ever taken in and then you kind of find that it kind of builds up to like um it might take say six six months to a year before kind of the like our general customers start to hear about it um to the level that we're kind of happy with and it kind of filters through to like all the wholesalers and people start to use it but um like for example like nano clips to these absolutely tiny little cable clips we launched um a year ago and really they've um taken off massively now in the last couple of months so that's been almost a year of kind of building where we had customers straight away who were on board but yeah build and build and build and then suddenly there's a kind of mass adoption that kind of kicks in um after a while so that that tends to be the kind of life the way the kind of life cycle works for us but yeah we do have to keep reminding people and there's a lot of a lot of our customers now that still think of us as manufacturers of fire clips which was the first product we ever launched and this this was I, don't know, I think that was nearly 10 years ago we launched the first fire clip so it's been around for a while and it's still kind of the bread and butter for a lot of our customers but now there's other products that are kind of taken over and um you see a lot through like social media as well like um super clips are really popular and a lot of that is because there's so many people installing ev chargers um and then they're taking photographs and they're promoting their installations um on instagram and like on tiktok and even on like linkedin and stuff as well so they're sharing the videos and photographs for their installations and kind of like highlighting how happy the client was with the aesthetics of it as well so that's really helped push that range in particular because they look pretty tidy so um people are sharing those more because of the the looks of the installations too Hmm. So there's some benefits obviously there of social media and uh, I, I hate to use the word but influencers um, you know yeah. um, in, in that sense are able to help push yeah. your products is that something you've kind yeah. of strategized? Um, it isn't really in a way to be honest we have been approached by um, plenty of people who are quite um, like I guess you call them influencers in the industry but it's we haven't sought out people um generally what we found is that a lot of um companies like i don't, know, don't want to name names here but um <laughs> people would come to us and they say we're already using your products they're great um we're going to post a video on it would you like to sponsor it or something like that like they're they're kind of coming to us because they're using them already and i feel like a lot of I say guys, but guys and girls who are installing and active on social media and um, tend to be the people who are more likely to use our products anyway. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. If, that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not like you've yeah. already hit the target market in that sense. Yeah, exactly. So it's not something we've had to actively seek out. It's more of, um, you know, if we're, if we're happy to like, put our resources behind re-promoting their content as well and that kind of thing. Um, in, in terms of a, a website then is that something that it feels like it's becoming antiquated but is that something you still kind of um, regularly utilize and push uh yeah so we've actually just relaunched a website um this summer um so a website 
maybe isn't as necessary as it would have been uh, a few years ago but we still like a lot of our installers would buy our products through electrical wholesalers uh, as well so the website is kind of like a portfolio it's like the landing page people still google you and they check for a website and our previous website was fine it wasn't that user-friendly um it was also set up when we just had one fire clip so we kind of kept throwing content at it and we kept throwing new products at it but it wasn't designed for 2022 or going forward so so we did a complete redesign and we've kind of tidied it up and it's a much kind of user-friendly website now um so I, w- I would say the website is important your digital presence is insanely important people google you if it's not there or if it's like some kind of really kind of shoddy looking website then it's going to impact you negatively so um doesn't mean you have to spend an absolute fortune on it but as long as it represents your brand nicely and you are kind of proud enough to be like yeah this is kind of who we are this is what we're trying to do and it's kind of clear um then i think that's fine it doesn't have to be overly complicated no no definitely yeah i think for probably for most electricians it's almost photos of install and contact numbers really isn't it yeah there, there doesn't need to be too much to it um in in terms of like using i'm going to say like the analytical side of tools whether uh, i assume that might be google or or someone else like that how how much of, yeah. of that feeds into what you do with your, your website yeah quite a bit so we would have like google analytics and we've our new website is on shopify as well so there's quite a lot of analytics built into the shopify platform too that and we wouldn't have had full access to in the previous one. Um, but you can see like who's you can actually see live views of who's on your website right now, what country they're in, um, like what they're clicking on. Um, you can see things like you know what what products they've put in their cart and not maybe checked out. So you can see like if you've lost customers through like an awkward checkout process, things like that. Like um, there's so much information available online now through analytics it's more eliminating the stuff that you don't need like what (laughs) uh, what do I actually care about (laughs) yeah exactly um it's like you know what's the most important thing here is it working for my customers and what what other information can I get out of the way that's just going to distract me from like what goals I'm trying to achieve what what's um you know one of the most important things then of of google analytics what's the what's the key factor would you say that's just number of visits number of visits is obviously important if you plant on your website they can't buy if you're selling online but i think i would also be looking at where people have dropped off so if you're looking at somebody loads of people visit the main page but then nobody clicks on any of your like product information or something it's like did they get all the information they needed from that main page? Um, did they look at your website and then not add anything to their cart if they're trying to buy online? Um, did they? What interactions did they take on the website? So unless you have like a website that you're just trying to say like, here is my phone number, and then they've got the phone number on the front page, then you, you'd really want to be looking at um, did they do what you wanted them to do when they got to the website. Yeah, no, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does, yeah. Uh, one of the other kind of things is is that's always important to a, a, a company, uh, maybe a brand or a product, is the logo. 
is that something you know you kind of stress over for every product obviously or reinvent the logo too often no i don't really agree with logos being that important at all nobody cares really um maybe that's my personal opinion logos are important to an extent like our logo has the name linian in curly font which is the same font that we've been using for headers and for our product range headings and stuff like that um and it's also got a little dragon in the side of it within a shield so there was a lot of thought that went into the logo um the dragon in the shield represents fire contained within the shield so it was like protection because the fire clips prevent premature collapse of cables mm. so when we first launched those it was all about um you know fire safety and protection so that's what the dragon in the shield represented and then it also says faster safer simpler underneath it so you've kind of got you've got a tagline there in the logo you've got a shield with a story about it you've got our brand font so there was a lot of planning that did go into this but i would still say nobody really cares you care about everything else the brand does like what do you deliver what do your products look like the packaging the other other things are more important nobody's going to be like i didn't buy that product because they've got an ugly logo so i would say yes obviously invest in a designer to get a logo done right if you can um it's worth paying especially at the beginning to get an actual trained graphic designer to put some brand assets together like to get a logo to get it in multiple colorways to get like a like a white version of it to get a black version of it to get um like different versions and to make sure that you have like a brand style guide it could be as little as a couple hundred quid that you spend in the beginning when you're setting up a company but it gives you a kind of consistent brand going forward i'd say it's worth it's worth doing that but don't focus just on i have a nice logo it's all about this uh, would be my my personal thoughts on it no 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 fair enough no i can understand that i think one of the things as well with like certainly i'll say electricians but tradesmen generally is obviously mm. whacking a nice logo on a van mm. um yeah. and stuff like that i mean do you, is, is that sort of mode of advertising still valid in the modern day yeah definitely um like if you're getting visibility definitely i think consistency as well is more more important so you're reinforcing the more times people see that the more they're going to remember you so if you can constantly repeat your name you're constantly people can see your logo that's great i think getting bogged down on like the specifics of it is not um as important as more to be like does this represent me well um so kind of thinking what am i trying to say um like your one's perfect it's going to hit the lights and it's glowing it makes perfect sense like so it's kind of telling something about um about the company within it um but yeah it's it's more um especially in the electrical industry i think kind of a lot of traditional um media works still branded t-shirts branded vans that kind of stuff it's uh it's just you want to be first in people's minds um and you want people to like you know, if they've seen you in your branded T-shirt and they've seen your van and stuff, they're going to be more likely to remember the name. Someone is like, oh, do you know a good electrician? It's going to pop up uh, quicker than if they were just like some guy called Steve came around last year. It's, it'll help. Yeah. You kind of touched on it there. When you say brand, it's it's about all-encompassing mm. image of the of a mm. business, isn't it? 
um, you know, what, what some of the key features of, let's say, Linian's brand? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, that's what I would say. It's more than just a logo, but we do have like brand guidelines um, and we've had brand guidelines since the company was founded. So um, they've changed and it's not a kind of we set our brand guidelines and that's it forever. It's uh, back when it first started that look, we still had the same logo, but there's been a slight tweak of it. So we had fire clip the name of our products in the logo in the beginning. Obviously, we've grown since then, so we had to remove that. So um, things do kind of develop over time. And even in the time that I've been here, we've kind of developed um, some of our brand assets more. So we've built up a kind of marketing pack of assets. So we've got like all the different kind of backgrounds that we would use on different like kind of social posts and things like that. So we've got like a colorway. So we've got, you probably recognize like the navy um, color that's used primarily on a lot of our stuff. So um, like even things like navy is kind of a calm, reliable color. So it kind of proves trustworthiness and stability. Um, so whereas in the beginning we might have used red more because we were talking about fire more. Um, so we still have those kind of core colors that we would use. So you would start to recognize like if you have a quick look at our like Instagram feed you'll see a lot of like blue like the dark navy and you might see bits of gray and bits of red as well but you'll see just at a glance like you'll know it's linear if you even kind of like blur your vision you could be like yep yeah, that's definitely linear um so that's kind of part of the overall brand identity you want to be recognizable at a glance at a distance um without people even kind of needing to read the details but other things than that as well yeah we've got um fonts so We've got the same fonts that we use on all our kind of headlines, uh, titles, that kind of thing. We've got kind of text that we use for like content, for paragraphs and stuff as well. So again, it's all about consistency. So we've got these in place. So we know if we're creating a next like social media post, we've got um, templates as well. So we do have like an in-house designer now, but we've also used kind of free software as well or things like um canva to design i know a lot of kind of small business owners and like um installers might might some might be familiar and some might not but it's a great tool for you can actually set this up it's a like an online design software so you can put um like all your brand colors into that and then you can quickly knock up um content that is in your brand style Sounds so like yeah i'd reckon yeah no i definitely recommend it. i think maybe the paid version is about 10.99 a month so it's affordable for pretty much anyone and um, these days um and it saves you know having to if you don't have like a say, designer at hand yeah. um you know it's very useful um but uh yeah so we've got like this kind of big suite now of like uh, content photographs and videos and we've kind of been building on that particularly over the last year so um the way i'd like to see it is you've kind of have we have this big kind of suite of information now and it's like at any given point say you could be like uh, i want to see a picture of uh, a blue fire clip installation and i could just pull it out of that folder and like show you it so mm. we're still working on it but that's that's the position i'd like to get to is like every single product and every single colorway and every size we just got them there but again that's a work in progress and i know it's not it's not feasible for everybody but i think it's worth having a kind of a bit of an organized system of like say if you're out installing um and you've got a picture of like your, your favorite installs that you've done that look really nice and then you're talking to a new client you can be like showing them through the pictures like flicking through and be like 
these are some of the best ones um because people respond well to visual yeah no it's, it's a great tip probably appending it to if you're, you're quoting for a job chucking some mm. of them into like almost like a catalogue isn't it of uh of yeah. previous work is rather than let, making them go and look for it to present it to them um yeah exactly no, that's, re that's really interesting so you, you obviously mentioned about um see calling this sort of information up i'm assuming it's going to be a great tool for social media and you mentioned mm. about uh TikTok. have you found that any one particular platform has worked best for yourselves over that period yeah so um I'd say our best platform is actually LinkedIn. Um, so when I first started at Linian, even like a couple of years ago, I still thought of LinkedIn as a place that you store your CV and you update it once a year when you like move on to a new job or something. That was my perception of it. But over the last couple of years, I've kind of realized the potential of LinkedIn. And especially um, when you are working like we are with like B2C and B2B and like straight to customers and to wholesalers so it's great like basically just to show off products make connections and it's quite a respectful platform as well mm. so people can feel confident being like I did this amazing project look at this and then other people have been responding being like well done it's kind of it's, it hasn't got the negativity of maybe say like Twitter with people looking to pull it apart um so it's great for that and for networking among people looking for other kind of jobs and uh, kind of projects that kind of thing as well so linkedin's been great for that and instagram has been huge for us for um gathering content from installers so we have this hashtag sparky share um and we, we use that a lot on Instagram and we've had a lot of people just posting pictures of installations using Linian clips and then they would use the hashtag sparky share and then we would see the post and reshare it saying you know like this was such and such as installation like look how neat it is and that kind of thing um so it's been really useful for us because obviously there's only so much we can actually photograph ourselves like setting up a day of filming ourselves and doing a photograph shoot uh, photography shoot and that kind of thing is it's quite time consuming and there's only so many holes you can draw on the back of the building that kind of thing so, um, so for us it's been brilliant just to be able to gather user generated content and I found that like, a lot of people are really happy if you reshare it as well so you know people are everybody kind of likes to kind of get, get a bit of extra promotion as well so we're resharing it and people are delighted usually so yeah so anyone who, who's installing linian products at the moment um use sparky share yeah please do <laughs> it's been um it's been really insightful uh chatting with you i do, I do have one last question though for okay. you and um, that's what what's your favorite movie <laughs> well, i was expecting that to be honest <laughs> or that's that changes depending on the day of the week but i'm going to go back to like a classic here which is timely when we're filming this but uh nightmare before christmas was oh, one yeah. of my favorite films uh that was just a great it's a good it's a good movie in that period of time isn't it between halloween and christmas mm. it's, uh, exactly <laughs> it's a great choice well it's been a pleasure chatting with you thank you very much for uh, all your insights into into marketing it's been um really insightful and hopefully um any, anyone listening can take any tips and tricks away 
for their own uh, marketing development for their brands. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening.